Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Uh, to get more specific, I think the areas that will uh, have the largest change uh, due to uh, the presidential elections or a change in presidents would be uh, the healthcare sector and the energy sector. In a positive way? Well, I mean, it, it depends it, it, on, if, yeah, it depends on who's point. elected, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good point. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Why trade alone when you can access over 100 years of trading experience right at your fingertips? Simple strategies, proven tools, real-time alerts, and an interactive trading community await. Keep it simpler with Simpler Trading by visiting their website at simplertrading.com and check it out with a $7 trial today. That's simplertrading.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special guest online, Joe Rokup from Simpler Trading. Joe is based out of Chicago, and he had an idea that we wanted to talk about today, and I think it's going to be very pertinent to a lot of people. What in the world are we going to do this presidential election coming up there, Joe? Pretty excited to hear your uh, your thoughts on it. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it, and uh, happy to be here as always. Looking forward to uh, having a little discussion. Yeah, for sure. So, so I see a bunch of charts going on there behind you. Are you already planning on your moves for the election, or, I mean, like for me, I I'm not even thinking that far out. But I, I know a lot of people are already. I was just talking to Jack earlier. Are already planning for a lot of volatility heading into the election, and maybe that's what we're seeing now in the markets going on. What's what? What are you thinking these days on it? Well, it certainly can be a confusing time, and there can be a lot of, you know, false opportunity that seems to be presenting itself out there with, uh, you know, conspiracy theories and, you know, strategies that uh, would be employed based off of, you know, various laws, et cetera. Uh, but the reality is the actual effect is generally a lot more muted, in my opinion, than what most uh, traders uh, anticipate. Generally, the actual policy shifts uh, that occur are very uh, singulatory, or they act very specifically to uh, individual market sectors, uh, and we don't really see a broad change across uh, the mass spectrum uh, of the stock market. So you're saying post-election, not to see much going on in, in, in macro changes. Is that what you mean? Right. So okay. after the election, the, um, the amount of uh, economic policy uh, that can be adjusted is actually quite limited. The number, uh, the amount of um, you know, laws, regulations, et cetera, that can be passed, that is limited as well. 
So if you say if you say what's going to happen after the election uh, that will affect change is very little, uh, then there's very there's even less to do to anticipate it uh, moving forward. Right. Mm -hmm. So what you're looking, what we'd want to look for now uh, is volatility or underpriced assets or asset classes. Uh, to get more specific, I think the areas that will uh, have the largest change uh, due to uh, the presidential elections or a change in presidents would be uh, the healthcare sector and the energy sector. In a positive way? Well, I mean, it, it depends it, on. If yeah, it depends on who's elected, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Good point. All right. So, so leading up to the election, we we might see more volatility. Post-election, uh, healthcare and energy sectors getting getting potentially some some movement around them. You mentioned something a minute ago that I am really curious about. What are these conspiracies you're talking about? Oh well, in terms of, <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't don't want to get too. Off no, I want to get I want to get too in the weeds. This sounds like fun. Run <laughs> down that rabbit hole, but in terms of uh, you know the corporate bonds that are out there, uh, what the government's going to be buying up, what they can actually afford to buy, uh, what they'll make bids on, and then what will actually be traded. Uh, that's that's a whole another discussion and a whole other topic. But that's something that could traders are looking forward to really move the market. And if you look uh, in August, um, the government did not buy any bond. And you can see that prior to, um, you know, the Fed talking about actually uh, digging into and buying corporate bonds, uh, the needle moved significant before anything was ever actually even done. Uh, and those are the types of moves and changes I feel uh, that we can expect prior to the election in terms of volatility and fear and unknown, right? Because ultimately, fear is what drives the market more than anything, right? And so if there's fear, if there's uncertainty, we expect volatility, and we would also expect volatility to shift towards the downside. And the reason is, is if, if there is a change um, in our political leadership, right? Uh, that will cause some uh, un instability, some unrest, uh, which creates fear, and then people take money off the table, right? When people take money off the table, uh, then there's going to be a lot more downside pressure, right, from the bear. Right. So that's something to be prepared for. Yeah, and that reminds me, I mean, now, you know, looking back at March 2020 and seeing that you know, 30% down move, 35% down move. And now we are in September, 2020, and <clears throat> we're having more volatility come in the market. Uh, you know, the NASDAQ dropped like 11% in two days or, or something like that. I think there's a lot of traders and, and certainly a lot of mom and pops who, if they didn't take their money out the first time and they were able to uh, maybe get back to break even or maybe even positive with their investments, uh, I think a lot of people are maybe on that verge thinking this is just going to happen again, right? <laughs> There's no longer a uh, a steady, how you, how you call it, a healthy correction. It's either like falling to zero or going to the moon. It seems like there's nothing in between. Right. 
So just to reiterate, so in, in a, well, in a, in a year leading up to an election, generally uh, the returns are about 1% lower on average. If you go back, um, I believe to about 1930, right? Um, so let's just round off, call it about a hundred years. So leading up to the, the year leading up to election, generally, again, the returns are on um, in, in the equity market, in the equity sector, uh, is about 1% lower on average versus any other 12-month period, right? Uh, so to have such a big jump from that, from that break is quite unprecedented, obviously. Right uh, to have such a large, uh, you know, pop after that pullback correction—that's also unusual. So the number of variables that we're experiencing right now, uh, and of course, not to mention COVID-19, the number of variables that the market is pricing in right now is also unprecedented. Right, and so that is just, that feeds into volatility in and of itself. Um, and then you add in the election and things get even more uncertain and even more scary, if you will. Thus, yeah. when the market breaks, it's gonna break really, really fast because nobody wants to be too far behind the eight ball. Right, now, okay. That, but what that does for day traders or shorter term traders, right, is that gives us the opportunity to buy uh, underpriced assets right mm. and to buy you know to buy companies that are experiencing a pullback or a correction as opposed to companies that are falling off the ledge mm -hmm. so that's right. one of them. and so as traders that's our objective is to um decipher and or decide which of those two scenarios is happening is it a falling off the ledge and it, it's gone or b is it just a pullback uh, on a on a, on a, or a correction on an overall bullish move. Right. All right, Joe. So so with that being said, um, what are we looking at these days? Or, or, or at least what are you looking at these days? You know, the first time that we talked, uh, it was heavy about energy, um, trading oil and getting, getting deep into that sector. But that's really, uh, that's kind of dried up. I mean, it's not really going anywhere. Um, for a hot minute, we had we had precious metals that were on a tear, and now they've kind of settled down. What what are you looking at these days? Uh, so I have the majority of my risk capital shifted into equity futures. I'm looking at the S and P 500 uh, future or the ES. I'm looking at the Nasdaq future or the XQ, and I'm looking at the uh, Dow Jones Mini or the YM. Mm -hmm. And those are the three main market vehicles that I am using at the moment to uh, really maximize my risk reward and ROI. That makes a lot of sense considering right now that that's where all the movement's at. Uh, so so yeah. that, that seems like the, the place to be. So are you trading there for both uh, long and short or are you just trading one direction right now? Uh, I'm looking both long and or short based off the timeframes mm. of my specific trades. And I think it's uh, important to always have uh, three views 
either either quarterly or yearly versus monthly or weekly versus daily, right? Hmm. So those are you know three uh, very specific or very individualized or unique time frames that one wants to look at. And for instance, um, I could be long on the quarter, short on the month, and long on the day. Uh, it all depends on where we are in that uh, in that standard deviation cycle. Right. Do you get that from the uh, the triple screen trading system by Dr. Alexander Elder? That's exactly what it sounds like. I'm not familiar with that. But oh no. Nope. Yeah, he uh, he's written several books, um, and and I know some some friends that were personally coached by him. But that was his whole thing is exactly what you described, which is finding three different time frames and uh, trading uh, based on those three different times. So uh, it sounds like you're in good company there, at least. <laughs> I mean, you can I mean, you can you can break that down into, you know, seconds, minutes and hours. Right. right. I mean, that's how granular you can get with that particular strategy or that particular viewpoint. Uh, but what I have found is there are three distinct trades that one can make on time frame A, B, or C. Uh, and if you're looking at three types of trades over three types of time frames, it gives you a clearer picture um, and a, a bias that is being driven by price as opposed to uh, you know your price point that's being driven by your price. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. All right, so so the takeaway from for here is what I'm gathering is post election, probably not all that much is going to change, but leading up to the election, um, the the traders would be interested in going into uh, indices like indexes, uh, futures maybe, uh, maybe SPY or QQQ even. Because um, that's where the action may be leading up to the election. Am I right? Am I on, am I on point here? That is my thought process. Yeah. Gotcha. And that makes a lot of sense to me, right? You've got a lot of people who uh, are, are are burned from earlier this year. And you've got a lot of people who uh, are new in the market because of stimulus money. Like take Robinhood, for example. Uh, their, their user base has grown 40% in 2020. And it's a lot of people with the stimulus money opening accounts. And, uh, you know, th that's great for the industry as a whole, but it's also scary because, you know, as the statistics are, it's like 90% of traders lose 90% of their account in 90 days. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a scary place to be if, uh, if you don't know what's going on. But it's also a lot of opportunity, which it sounds like that's exactly the way that you're trading it as. What's, what's risky about uh, some about the... Robinhood fact is that that stimulus money is 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 really not not meant for um, those. It is not really meant for that type of uh, activity, uh, in my opinion. Uh, it's really meant to kind of help stimulate local business as opposed to um, investing it in the market. Um, so it's kind of unfortunate in my opinion that that's what we've seen happen with these some of the kind of the stimulus package because uh, again the i think the money is better spent uh from our economy on local businesses mm -hmm. uh, and 
that's what would make the change uh, as opposed to additional capital being put into the stock market. Right. Uh, because that doesn't have nearly uh, as positive of an effect um, as the latter. But uh, having said that, yes, it does provide uh, lots of opportunity, uh, the larger the market. Yeah, well, cool. I've written a short guide on how you can use the triple stock profit system. It's the secret weapon every investor needs right now to change your financial future. And you can get it for free by visiting triplestockprofits.com or in the links below. Also, if you want to join a community of traders just like you, you can get free access to the elite membership that has even more resources to help you trade faster and trade smarter. I, I tell you what, this uh, this gives me a little bit of, uh, of, of help and understanding, and I hope it does for the audience as well. As far as you know, post-election, not really too much to worry about. Leading up to the election, lots of opportunities, and that's the way that we should be viewing it. But also, of course, keeping keeping risk in check because, I mean, 2020's been the the craziest year, and the last thing that we need is is everybody going long and then the market just dies. And so, keeping keeping your risk in check is going to help a lot as we hopefully get through the year uh, the year 2020. That's so, Joe. I really appreciate your time today. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up here and let you get back to uh, you know taking other people's money there on your uh, <laughs> up in Chicago. All right, sounds good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And again, thank you for your time and, and thank you guys for for tuning in to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and enable notifications. That way, you never miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks that we upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. Ten minute stocktrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10MinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.